Yeah, I just reread it and never mind. Just go ahead and close it out. We're not going to ask him. Just go ahead and close <laughs> it out. <laughs> and I wrote back to my boss and I said, like, I feel like I successfully navigated giving a distinct FU impression without saying anything that can't be read in a perfectly professional tone. And I said, I don't know how to monetize this skill, but I may be in the wrong <laughs> business altogether. <laughs> and my boss, the president of my company, wrote yeah. back, totally agreed as a politician than you. <laughs> Four thirty-five. Four thirty-five. Good night. Good night, everybody. Show's over. Four thirty-five. We're still doing this. <laughs> I know, right? It's like eight years plus some. Speaking of time compressing, I'm Mike, and I'm also Mike. Welcome back, Mike. Old. Thanks for having me back, Mike. Glad to be here. Does anyone actually call you Mike? Ever? Um, Pe- yeah. People who don't know you? No, no, no. <laughs> um, most people that see... A, a lot of people call me Mike. Um, you don't correct to, them? To, to the point where when my girlfriend and I got together last year, I specifically... She, she called me Mike. And when we first started dating, I had this talk with her and I was like, I would prefer that you call me Michael. Yeah, she's like, why? And I was like, because Mike's my dad. And oh, like, okay. It's one thing if, like, it's it's fine if everybody else calls me Mike, but like mm-hmm. you specifically, like you and my mom, it's important <laughs> that you call me Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and so she always has, but no, a lot, uh, most people, I think, naturally shorten Michael to Mike. I mean, you, I mean, you've obviously seen that in your life. I, I, mean, I yeah, but I came at it from the my dad's name is Tim, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, see, my, in, like in my family, like Mike is my dad, yeah. and I'm Michael, you know. But most people out, like people out in the wild, you know, mm-hmm. people out there on the street, I think everybody pretty much shortens it to, to Mike. Yeah. Um, and and you just that's been my experience too. You just lean into it at one at one point or another. Like if I run for office one day, my like Michael probably what's on my signs, you know. Yeah. Like that'll be probably what I go by. But um, I really don't care. But mm-hmm. I've. I've like you just said, well, people, I let I people, let people, people ask like it, it like is it is it Mike or Michael? And it's like I don't, I don't care. Yeah, you just, it's you whatever know. you want. If it do, was do if, it, to... if if it was important to me what you called me, I would tell you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, Here's a question you need to ask yourself: Do you want to use one syllable or two? Yeah. Well, my and my dad's <laughs> my dad's one of six kids, and my all my aunts and uncles call him Mickey. Oh, that, that was that was his name as a it kid. Even further, and so it's like. It, it, for sure don't call me mickey like for sure don't try to tweak that <laughs> is mickey a derivation of michael i don't think i thought so. it, i always thought I it was its own name I I, I, unless it's like an old timey thing i don't i don't know is michael like the elizabeth of male names maybe i don't know Because there's like 30 different ways to say elizabeth yeah yeah keep learning new ones i know i've got a, what's I've got, that short for elizabeth i've got a friend that's, of course it I, is. i've got a friend that spells it with an s instead of a z and it like throws you elizabeth yeah like throws you like I've spelled it wrong before and she's corrected me and it's like I'm never gonna get that right I'm never going to why do you have to be the one the one uh-huh yeah yeah what is she from the UK 
I don't think so. No, Repla- she, she, replacing Zeds she, with S's. No, she's got she's got a she's got a cute little Southern accent. I don't know where they're from originally, but I don't know. I don't know. She's corrected me at least at least twice on it, and it's like I'm not gonna. I'm never gonna get it right. Or all, th- th- does she spell all of her words that end in O R with O U R? No, 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 okay. no. She does not. So I thought I was listening to last week's episode, and then you posted an episode this week. So I guess I was listening to two weeks ago, but I was listening to, what was it, Larry Part 2, and you guys were talking Rick and Morty? Yes. It is adorable to for, <laughs> for the new Rick and Morty fan, that for you to like crush through all the episodes, and then you come on the podcast, <laughs> and you're like, oh yes, that reference in Season 3, Episode 2, and then you quote the episode title. And like, <laughs> you were dropping episode titles, you were dropping meta references, you were dropping season and episode and I And I missed a bunch of stuff. <laughs> That's just adorable, <laughs> man, that you got throwing down the card. Hey, like, one, once once I get into something, I go all in. Like, I love Rick and Morty. I, I didn't really know you do. were a Rick and Morty fan. Oh, who isn't a Rick and Morty fan? But it's like... <laughs> well, I, I me, as of like three months ago. Well, no, but see, there's like... I feel like... I don't, I don't think there's many people that are not Rick and Morty fans. I think there's just latent... There's like future Rick and, Rick Morty, and Morty fans. Morty fans. I don't think there's a lot of people that are familiar with the show have seen... Like, that are like nerdy like us, you know, yeah. and like... Um, comedy <laughs> that like come across the show and then are like, I specifically don't like that. Right. That seems that I don't think there's a lot of those people out there. It's either you've seen the show and you like it or you haven't seen it yet. Or you're and like, you're, you're going to catch you're you're going to, you're going to catch the lightning at some point. Sure. Or, I mean, or you're like Allison and you hate animated stuff and you refuse to watch. Oh, so I, right when the show started, I had a really good friend um, named Noah that was super into it, and I was into it, so we talked about it. He's a church friend, so we talk about it. At church, and he was dating a girl at the church, and he'd shown it to <laughs> How her. How those Rick and Morty conversations go and at she, church? Well, he, she, he'd, you know, and uh, we know who we are. Um, but he he showed this girl that he was dating the show, and she was like, I don't like that. It's potty humor. And he was like, that's what's funny, funny about it. That is, it's funny that he thinks it's funny. That's uh-huh. the comedy of it. This genius, brilliant scientist thinks that it's funny. Yeah. That's the comedy. 70-year-old Seven, genius scientist. That's what's funny about it. You're yeah. missing it entirely. <laughs> but, man, what a great show. And this season is so going so good yep. so far. Yep. Horny. I mean, I guess so. Have you only seen the first episode still? Of this season? No, I'm I'm caught up to this past Sunday. The sperm episode yes. and all that. Horniest season by far. <laughs> so far, <laughs> every one of these episodes is like way over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Man, and I look like the underground cannibalistic horse society. The chuds. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we just added this to, sh- to so the story would be even more over the top. We just added this purely so that... It would be even more off the rails. I never, I, n- I don't think I ever saw the Chud movie from the eighties. Ah, uh, me neither. So I didn't. I don't know if that references if they're just I using the name or if those were like I think it's horse more people. In- indicative of like the t- of like the the type of stuff you'd see back in the eighties. Sure, that's just like I mean, it's the same thing as like sci fi movie, like like sci fi channel original movies today, where it's like giant octopus meets. Shark tornado versus, you know. That's called a sharknado. I know, but I don't want want to get the show copyrighted. No copy strikes on the Nerdburger podcast. 
Oh, oh but man, what D- a Daniel Stern was in Chud. Oh, and there was a Chud too. There was really a Chud movie. Really, yeah. there two was, of there them. Was underground cannibalistic horses. Well, well, I don't know what, I don't know what it's about. Mm. I've tried to explain Rick and Morty to Banu, and it's like, you remember when I showed you Back to the Future? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, loosely based on that, but not entirely. <laughs> like loosely, like young teenager meets old scientist, and then they add a bunch of stuff to it. <laughs> That's the inspiration. So she this. hasn't seen it. Um, I've shown her some Rick and Morty. Oh, okay, but but you know, there's a lot. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of <laughs> culturally, there's a lot of comedy in Rick and Morty that's hard to translate, and and because it's so fast, like it, Rick, Rick yeah. and Morty is a very fast paced show. Yeah, yeah. You know? But if you're streaming it, you could just pause. And and I do. Oh man, I pause so much. Like when we're watching stuff, I pause it so often. Yeah, you were talking about that. I'll be, last I'll be like, time pause. Here. Like, let me explain this to you. Let me explain the inside <laughs> joke. Yeah, let me give you the context for this because <laughs> that's going to come up in other shows. Right. <laughs> so you get get this out of the way now. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Chud is a 1984 American science fiction horror film directed by Douglas Cheek, who went on to do what else? Um, <laughs> Shocking that I'm not familiar with his work. Let's see. New York City police officer and a homeless shelter manager who joined forces to investigate a series of disappearances and discover that missing people have been hunted down by humanoid monsters that live below the city. So, but are they horse people? They're just humanoid monsters. Let's see. The monsters lurking beneath the street were once human but have been mutated by radioactive chemical toxic waste. Of course, because in the 80s, that's what that's what we yeah. had to worry about. Was that's, tox- what we, that's what we thought waste. toxic waste did. Into hideous flesh-eating creatures that prey on the homeless who live in the underground. So, I mean, that's just like, why would you hunt them down? Shouldn't you just let them continue to prey on? <laughs> you know, as a as a kid, as a, it's kind of one problem solves another, right? As a kid, I always imagined that like that like quicksand and like puddles of toxic waste on the street were going to be a bigger problem as I got older. <laughs> There's going to be a lot more quicksand and a lot more puddles of random toxic waste yeah. just around the streets yeah bubbling <laughs> right pools of green glowing it's liquid just left around in the gutters you know smoke coming off of it toxic fumes yeah well, that was the whole toxic avenger thing right right yeah all the trauma films mm. and then and then the toxic uh puddles mm-hmm. somehow evaporated into the air and then came down as acid rain. And then we worried right. about that for like three years. Yeah, I remember you thought acid then, rain was the thing that was going to happen. And then the, <laughs> then there was a hole in the ozone. And so, um, yeah, whatever happened to that? I don't know. People stopped using hairspray and then they, that closed. They didn't though. <laughs> well, they, they changed, uh, they took the, the, uh, chlorofluorocarbons, right? Chloro CFCs, right? I think, that stood I, th- for? I, think, I think we're both too stupid to know what happened to the whole mm-hmm. Neo Zone. <laughs> Other than people stopped talking about it. And they and they took a Freon that worked and replaced it with Freon that worked less. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gosh. But now they're, you know, I mean they they just don't stop. Now they wanna now they wanna get rid of the Freon that works less and you know, not I, have any air conditioning. I remember trying to explain t- to Banu a while back that like, just so you're aware, in this country when I was a kid. All of the food used to taste better. I just want you to be aware of that. Yeah. At some point, they decided to get rid of something they called trans fats. No one knew what it was, but they they wanted this big campaign to get rid of them. And now none of the food tastes the same. Yeah. Just so you're aware. But I think we were eating like McDonald's fries. It's like these are very good. And I was like, they used to be so much better. 
Yeah. Now they're, and no one talks about it, but none of the food tastes like it used to when we were <laughs> younger. And I think it has something to do with trans fats. That and, and maybe one day we can bring those back. That but, and real sugar. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, just so you know, all of the food used to be better. You see. <laughs> it's, like, it's like it got worse slowly over time. So no one noticed. And now it's gone on too long that no one wants to talk about it. The, the mega farmers can make slightly more money selling uh, corn to instead of people who are hungry and want to actually eat it off the cob. Um, to factories who convert it into um, sugar <laughs> with dick fingers or um, uh, garbage gasoline additives that ruin your engine. Mike, how much corn do you really want to eat? I like corn. You, you want to eat that much corn? The amount of corn they're turning into high fructose corn syrup and gas for the cars. You, want to, eat that, you want to eat that much corn off the cob. But aren't there starving people somewhere that could buy it and eat it? I don't know. I live in America. That's not my problem. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> there, there we go. We solved. I don't know. Wor- I don't know. Maybe, we solved world hunger may- by maybe curing sh- it here and ignoring it elsewhere. Maybe they should grow some corn. I don't know. <laughs> 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 well, don't all the farm fields in the in in the uh, uh, former Soviet Union still not work because they they screwed them up so bad? Something to do with Chernobyl. I don't know. I don't, well, isn't it like winter all the time in Russia anyway? <laughs> They're like just persistently winter. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm picturing, you know, like the Google Maps satellite view of Siberia, and it's yeah. all it's all like those circular irrigation yeah. fields everywhere, mm-hmm. but they're brown. <laughs> <laughs> Why won't stuff grow here? Because it's uh, not actually dirt; it's permafrost. <laughs> You're just <laughs> melting it by dumping water on it. Anyway. Oh, man. Is it time for news? Do we have news? The uh, soundboard would seem to think that we do. What do we got, Mike? Oh, boy. It's been a while since we've done this. Here's your... That's right. It's dead celebrity news. Is this MASH? This is the MASH theme. MASH theme. But the MASH theme has has uh, become the dead celebrity, the dead news celebrity theme. theme. Who, who have we lost this week, Mike? No one from MASH. Oh. Let's just get that out of the way. Because oh. that, that tends to annoy I was people. deeply concerned about whether it was another MASH cast member. Not that I know of. No more this year, Lord. Especially not Alan Alda. You need to figure out how to... Space him out, Lord. We can't take it all at once. How to preserve his head in a jar like an... Is that The Simpsons or Futurama? That's, that's Futurama. Okay. Put him next to Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Nixon's back. So you know, you know this guy, Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. Sure. Did you ever wonder why he's Robert Downey Jr.? I imagine there was a Robert Downey Prime. <laughs> a Robert Downey Senior. Mm-hmm. Yes, there was. Uh-huh. <laughs> and now he's dead. Aww. Yeah, Robert Downey, uh, Downey, Robert Downey, Robert Downey Jr., dead at 85. He was uh, the father of Robert Downey Jr. No, no kidding. Is that what, what he's famous Let's for? Let's see. Um, hmm. Oh, he had Parkinson's. That's a shame. Parkinson's. Is that the Michael J. Fox thing? Uh, I think so, yeah. Wow, over a billion dollars raised and you still can't hear that, huh? Um, Maybe, you know, develop time travel, Michael J. Fox. And- Maybe. 
go into the future to where use. they have the cure and then come back? <laughs> like, hello? Well, where they have the cure or, or, hang with me now, what if you bought a sports almanac and you brought it back and you bet on sports and made a ton of money and used that to fund the research? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Crazy yeah. concept, I know, but that also it just might work. Also entirely serviceable. That yeah, a sports almanac and a historical record of, of GameStop stock price. So that you can tell exactly when the moment to sell is. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there's a, a book in the future about um about all of the ups and down the crazy swings up and down in uh in uh, uh stocks yeah and uh and cryptocurrency Crypto, cryptocurrency cryptocurrency yeah. mm. so anyway so poor um, poor robert downey senior robert downey senior uh made a movie in 1969 called putney swope ah seminal classic are you you've heard of it god no okay because <laughs> that's pretty much what they're saying about it yeah. um <laughs> and then he made some more movies that i've never heard of and mm. um that's why i've never heard of him but apparently he really did exist up until like a week or so ago r.i.p iron man's dad yeah also dead charlie robinson charlie robinson did you ever watch night court once or twice he really? was mac yeah mac robinson mm-hmm. oddly same last name yeah how about that yeah, he he was 75. Hmm. Let's see. What did he die of? Whoa. Yikes. Cardiac arrest with multi-system organ failures due to septic shock and metastatic, metastatic, metastatic. I don't like metastatic. Static sounds like it's not doing anything. It's staying still. Yeah. But if it's metastatic, then it's really not. It's really staying still. It's really not doing anything. But, and yet that describes... Um, cancer that is the opposite. It's totally out of control, right? Metastasizing. I don't. There's, I don't like that pronunciation. Meta- metastatic. Well, you don't pronounce it that way. You pronounce it metastasizing. Metast. It would be metastatic, but that doesn't sound right. Everybody says metastatic. Well, that static thing just drives me nuts. Anyway, well, how much static do you want in your body? Adenocarcinoma. Adeno. What is adeno? Well, I don't know. You went to med school. You tell me. I didn't. Uh... <laughs> I'm like, why don't you just say kidney cancer? Like, what? Oh man, I, I'm guessing. I don't even know. Renal diseases. No, that's is, renal. Is ugly. That's ugly. Oh, it can occur in several parts of the body. Never mind. Yeah. <clears throat> Neoplasia mm. of epithelial tissue that has gra- uh, uh, glandular origin, glandular characteristics, or both. Okay, so it's some kind of gland cancer that Poor can guy. happen in any gland. I don't know. Mm. Thank you, Wikipedia and um, RAP. Mac Robinson. That's not it for news. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're really getting loose on the <laughs> definition of celebrity for these celebrity deaths, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What's he done lately? I don't know. Now, he's been in stuff. He was in a lot of stuff. He was in. Um, he was in something I watched that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, it was a uh, some kind of anthology comedy sitcom thing on TBS. It was uh, about the oh, the guest that, book. Is it that? Um... Was he then the guest book? Was it? It's it that show that um that uh Harry Potter's actor does. No, no, like no. A but it's like, like a that. Di- a different show every season. 
or it's like it's an anthology kind of thing. Well, it wasn't like American Horror Story does, where it's like it's like yeah, same, what you're talking pe- about. same it's... people but different characters every season. I can't think of the name of it, but they it's in, it's completely different characters in a completely mm-hmm. different setting. Yeah, but it's the same actors. Mm. Um, no, this was uh this was a guest house in okay. in the mountains, mm-hmm. and it was all the people that came and stayed at the guest house and like what crazy thing happened to them while they were staying. And then there there were people like the people that lived in the town mm-hmm. who were the same I see. and persisted like the, you know, the Chinese food delivery guy or mm-hmm. the pizza delivery guy or the, the like the stripper in the in the strip club down, the, you know, down the road. <laughs> yeah, every small town's got one of those. <laughs> the pe- how, and the, pe- the people that ran the rentals, yeah. which is who I think uh, huh. Charlie Robinson played. I gotcha. It's been a couple of years. It's it's not currently on the air anymore, I don't think. Maybe, was it the guest book? What the hell was it called? <laughs> but, yep, that was him. And so how recent was that? Like, was he currently working on that when he passed? Or? 2017 to 2018. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. So it had already gone away before... I found a great show... COVID would have taken it away. <laughs> I found a great show on Netflix recently that I thought... So a couple different times recently, I found shows on Netflix that I thought were new. And then it but. turns out it turns out they're just like old shows that are now on Netflix, but I thought they were like new Netflix shows, and I got excited about them. Yeah, and one of them one of them was a sitcom that had like Alicia Cuthbert in it, and a few other people that you recognize from other shows like Eliza Coop and um, the guy that played Coach on New Girl. I think he's he's one of the younger Wayans, but this great show, and I got really into it. And then I realized, like, oh, it's from like ten years ago, and there's only three seasons. <laughs> and I'm gonna be, I, I can only, I should only get so into this show. Yeah. Because, I remember thinking, like, Alicia Cuthbert's a big name. Like, I'm surprised she'd do a show like this. And I was like, oh, it's because she did it a decade ago. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> what was that called? Then, uh, Happy endings. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. It 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 starts out with two of the characters um, about to get married, and then one of them leaves the other at the altar. That's that's not a happy ending. And then they come back. It's a sad and, beginning. And then they which just sets up the happy ending. Well, I get it. I well, see where this yeah. is going. But then it. But then that person comes back and rejoins the friend group, and then the friend group oh. just carries on. With this. <laughs> Weird, uncomfortable. Yeah, I know. Dynamic. I know. Now. It's a great show. And then um, I found a survival show on Netflix called Alone. That I'm super into now, and I thought oh, I think I've heard of this. I thought it was like a new Netflix thing. I saw it and I was like, "Oh, Netflix is making a survival show, like one of these Survivor Man shows. Like that's a new genre for them." Is it reality? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like te- it's like they send ten people out into the woods, and mm-hmm. the, the last one to quit wins all the money. Okay. Yeah. But they, but they film it themselves, like that Survivor Man show. Like they carry all the camera equipment with them and document it themselves. And I was watching the show, and I'm like, this is really So they great. really are alone. They're not pretending yeah. to be alone no, while they're, there's they're, a crew. No, they're really alone. They're, <laughs> Ten they're, feet away no, they're, at they're, all times. They're legit alone. <laughs> and then I got, I wonder like, what the training regimen for the using the equipment is with that. They they do like this whole boot camp thing before they send yeah. down to the woods. Yeah. But, is, do, they have, do they have like one, at least one contestant who's just too stupid to get the equipment and constantly I mean, screws up there's there's some characters there's, there's that some, would be really funny there's some participants you see a lot less of than others, <laughs> <and> i think, <laughs> think maybe but they edit that stuff out yeah but then i got halfway through the season and it dawned on me like this is season seven of this show really it's just the only season that is on netflix and i looked into it season seven just got put on netflix season eight is now airing on the history channel Oh, it's a his- there's I don't know why six, the History Channel there's screws six, with 
There's six prior seasons yeah. that are all on Hulu for some reason. The History Channel is the worst for trying to watch their back catalog. No idea. No idea. It just it did. I it didn't even occur to me. I was like, wait a minute, this says season seven, and I was like, well, let me go start at one. And then, where's season one? And I, yeah. I was looking. It's like season eight is on tonight. <laughs> what is happening with this show? Actually, so now I've gone back and I'm watching it from the beginning, and I'm obsessed with this show. At who on Hulu? It's f- yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. It's fascinating. They're like eating kelp and stuff and Ew. snails and all sorts of things. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. do that. There's a type of kelp that grows like two feet a day and you can just eat it. And it's, they call it like bull kelp. And they're just eating mouthfuls of it. <laughs> it's like celery just grown out of the lake. <laughs> Chop off like three or four feet of it now, now, in a pan. D- do they, te- do they uh, teach them about this? Like, hey, no, here's they, this thing um, you can eat and survive if you have to, if you can't, you know... Well, this is kind of the arc. Kill of the, anything. This is like the arc of the show that I figured out. Is the show like builds on itself because participants watch the show, yeah, and then they come in the next season and they're like, "I'm not going to make the mistake that that guy made last year." And so the the <laughs> first season that I watched was season seven, and season seven they kicked it up a notch and they said instead of it being like I think they were normally doing like whoever lasts the longest and they last like forty or fifty days or something like that. The season seven they're like. Whoever makes it to 100 days, you win a million dollars. And the people that can make it to, by the seventh season, the people who can make it that long are the, like, hippy-dippy types that, like, want to become one with the land, you know? And they, like, they, like... So they, they have they, some they, like, kind of like, a, they, like, a greater get, purpose guiding them? Yeah, they, like, get to know the animals, and they want to walk around on the dirt barefoot and build sweat lodges. And they're, like, white people that want to build, like, sweat lodges and stuff, and... This and the other, and the guys who come in who have like military training and are like, I know how to survive. They make it like three weeks, and wow. they're like, my with my training, I would have escaped capture by now. So yeah. I'm not normally out in the woods this long. Yeah, <laughs> like, and and now and now they're, they're they can't uh, they can't source enough protein well, it's, and, it's, and calories to maintain their like, muscle mass. It's so they're like in the military. They're trained. <laughs> they're trained for like evading capture and resisting and like escaping. But then they get out there and they've got food and water and shelter and a fire and they're like looking at their watch like I'm bored. I would normally be back at base by now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what am I doing out here? I'm intentionally staying out here. But so this the first the first season of the show the first season of the show is just people that like I like camping. <laughs> They'll go yeah. out there. It's like they make it a week and a half, you know, and or like, you know, the the guy that won the first season won it just because he would eat like slugs and caterpillars and snails and weird things and then he would just lay in the tent all day he would he would like cut a little bit of wood build a fire he'd check his net see if he got a fish then he'd go gather snails and that he'd be done like an hour and a half and then he'd just go back to bed all day so <laughs> he like, was he was very knowledgeable yeah. and efficient about the and, camping and, lifestyle and, and willing to utilize any food source and right then, and then just didn't burn calories he right. was and out there for like he did the bare minimum. He was out there for like several months. He did the bare minimum as quickly as possible every yeah. morning, and then just sat around all day. And he day. just like laid, lay, and he just laid into the tent, you know. And, and then, he won. And then after a couple months, they come, they come to get him, and they tell him like, "We're just performing a routine medical check," and they're checking him up, and they're like, "Okay, by the way, you win. Here's your wife." <laughs> His wife comes walking <laughs> in from out of the woods. He's like, "I won," and they hand him a check for like half a million dollars, and he's like. Well, we can pay off the house now, and then they just get in the helicopter and go home. But that was his strategy. Anything that crawled by, he would eat, and then he just 
slept all day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's this it's and it's it's an interesting like you watch a whole season of this show and it starts out and it's like some people don't make it past the first day. Yeah. Like there's one guy I have to eat what? There was one guy and like <laughs> I'm out. There's one like I'm in I'm into the Call second, the chopper. I'm into the second <laughs> season now and there's one guy. <laughs> Evac. Yeah. Wait, time to bug out. There's this one guy that they show hanging out, like having a barbecue with all his friends and family before he leaves. And they show him telling his friends, like, you know, if I see a bear, I got my axe and they're going to need to come and help the bear, not me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> How'd that work out when it actually happened? They drop him off on the shore and go off in the boat. And he's looking out at the woods with his look in his eyes of like, what if there's bears out there? <laughs> he, did, he, like, did he have an axe? Yeah, he had a little axe. But, and, and you see that there's this shot of him like chopping wood on this log on the beach. And then, like, in between every chop, like, looking up out in the woods, like, peering out, like, <laughs> looking for what's the bear. out there. Like, what's going on? And, like, day two, he calls it quits, and they come and pick him up. Oh, wow. He just He's got like, spooked. It ain't like I thought it was going to be. It ain't like I'm going home. <laughs> but then, so you have the opening where, like, some people don't make it, you know, a couple days. And then you have people that, like, make it a few weeks in. They're going well, and then they hurt themselves. Like, one lady chops her hand with an axe by accident. They got to come and, come and get her. Yeah. They got to come and get her. And then you have this whole period in the middle where some people that really can survive out in the woods and like they've got their shelter built and they've got food caught and this, that, and the other. And then there's this whole chunk of time where it's like, all right, who's going to get bored first? Yeah. And then the mental stuff starts and you have these people crying like, I miss Barbara so much. I just want to go home. And then people call it quits because they're like, you know, I could survive it here a long time. I just don't want to. This is boring. <laughs> Physically. Yeah. They can be out there as long as right. possible, but mentally and emotionally, Mental, not and so then much. The mental stuff sets in, and then you have the people at the at the very end who are like dead sprint to the finish of like who's gonna who's gonna quit first, and they really could be out there for like a year if they wanted to be. It's yeah. just a matter of you know battling their own their own desire to go home, you know. And so it's it's an interesting kind of arc to see with some of these people of like that. Some people can't make it at all. Some people can make it too long. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and seeing who's gonna. It's who's delicate gonna, balance. Yeah, yeah. Who's win the there was one there was one guy that called it quits. Um and he was like he wasn't even surviving. He was just living out in the woods. Like he built it he built a table and put gravel over it to make a stove and like had a pulley system where his pot would hang over the, the fire and he could stand up straight and cook at the counter and <laughs> he rigged up a he rigged up a water can that like when he stepped on a pedal on the ground it would turn and, and pour water out so he could wash his hands he had like running water in his outdoor kitchen and <laughs> he, did he have a little a little uh channel or something that he carved out of a branch going from from the sink yeah. where he washed his hands yeah. over to the the stove table no, so that he yet. could just fill his pot right there on the gravel I mean, stove. He might have gotten there. Like he he found a buoy and like and like invented a bowling game with the buoy and then he <laughs> he carved a set of dice and then made a chess like a he laid out like a like a football like a ta- with shells and, and limpets and like made a two little football teams and would roll the dice to see how many yards one team got over the other and play this football game with himself. Like so he he made a. He, a forest version of or a beach version of that annoying yeah m- magnetic shaky yeah. football game but his yeah. actually worked yeah yeah he, like, he, <laughs> he was like, he was perfectly content he, he never looked dirty he like cle- he kept himself clean. well yeah, yeah he, he had like, a he had a shower he, he just got bored and was just passing the time and he was like you know what i'm his barber i'm gonna go home it's been three weeks and like they called the boat and left he had the perfect setup. He had he practically built he built a perf- house. He was perfectly fine. <laughs> he had indoor plumbing. I know. 
and a stove. Yeah. And he's like, nah, I can't handle it. He's like, I, I mean, I my could, wife. He's like, I mean, I could be out here for a year, I guess, but I miss my wife. I'm gonna go home. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you would have won. You would have. Everyone else is struggling eating snails, and you're yeah perfectly fine. <laughs> well, you're, you're just bored of all this surviving. Everybody except for the guy who just laid there and let the snails crawl into his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Which would have been me, by the way, if I could have tolerated eating live right. crawly things. But you know, like I, you find on, especially on Netflix, you're like, oh, because it'll be under Netflix as like new, you yeah. know, new releases or whatever. And then you're like, this is the 17th season of this show. Like, what do you mean new release? Yeah, yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah, I know. Get too invested in a show that you know is not gonna gonna satisfy you in the end. Speaking of Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Oh man, talk about a franchise that just disappeared overnight. Hey, you want to talk about other <laughs> shows with dissatisfying endings? Yeah, Dexter's coming back. Is it really? Did you watch Dexter? I'm familiar with it. Okay, I dated a girl that was way too into it one time, which was should have been a red flag. But <laughs> what do you mean way too into it? Like taking just, notes? Yeah, she was just like way too interested. <laughs> And so you see, he lays the plastic out over everything so that there's no evidence. And it's like... And then one day, Michael came over to her house and there there were rolls of plastic freshly delivered from FedEx. Yeah. I just started... And and duct tape and rope. I just started stretching my hamstrings out like, gonna be one of those days. Here we go. (laughs) So it's coming back like... In what way? Like just a revival. Like, they're like a revival. Same, same, act, same actors. Same. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, they're bringing back. That's what the story here is. Because it, it ends with Dexter. He's like out. He's like on a boat. He's, he's like he's like a fisherman, right? No. Well, he he escapes on his boat. Okay. And then he ends up in Oregon mm-hmm. as as a, a lumberjack. A lumberjack living that's al- what it living is. alone in a cabin okay. with with a with a really bad fake beard on okay. his face. But it's like but he's living like he's living like incognito. Yeah, He's like just disappeared into he, the wilderness. He has and, just gone away. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But but what happened is his uh his sister. It's not really his sister. It's his adoptive sister. Okay. Not blood related. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, died at the end. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. <laughs> but don't worry, because the actress Jennifer Carpenter is set to return to the revival. As like in flashbacks or well, they say flashbacks, but I, th- I I'm going to go on record here. You heard it here first, okay? On Nerdburger episode four thirty five, um, I think she's going to take the place of the dad who appeared, who was dead in the when the show started, mm-hmm. but appeared to Dexter in every episode. Okay. as kind of like a horse mm-hmm. ghost okay. imagination of okay. Dexter's, because the dad w- was a cop who taught Dexter how to. Um, you know, kill these people. How to channel his uh mm-hmm. his sickness? Yeah, into killing um vigilante style, killing people who had other serial killers and bad people who had slipped That's through right. the justice system. He's like he's like a gentleman serial killer. That's right. Yeah, but um, but most importantly, Dexter's dad taught him how not to get caught. Gotcha. And so he was always reminding him of the rules that he had taught Dexter, and that's why he would appear. Gotcha. But I'm thinking that if she's coming back, yeah, it's going to be Deb. That's okay. going to be kind of his conscience and that's how she's going to be part of the show how many seasons were there of the original show eight so this is just like season nine they're just doing season pretty much yeah interesting yep yeah and also uh john lithgow is going to return really who's john lithgow he was um the the serial killer that dexter 
was going after in season four, which was mm-hmm. the best, the best season, the Trinity Killer. Really? Yeah. That John, was that was the pinnacle. John Lith, I may need to watch this show. John Lithgow as a serial killer sounds fascinating. Oh, it's awesome. I love John Lithgow and almost everything he's ever done. Watch seasons one through four and then stop. <laughs> but I, but I don't know how he's going to come back unless he's they're going to do like a like a like an angel devil on the shoulder thing mm-hmm. with Deb and Trinity, mm-hmm. where Deb's going to try to trying to be convincing Dexter yeah. to do the right thing and. Trinity's going to be telling him, no, you know, you know what you want to do. Hmm. You want to chop that guy up into little pieces. Yeah. Man. You know, you can still find third rock for the sun on at like four in the morning. You know what? I need to, I need to watch that. Cause I never watched it when it was third on. rock from the sun. Yeah. Oh, and great. I love John Lithgow. It's a I don't know why show. it was the, the wrong period of my life. That's probably like, when I was in, in, I feel in like school. Every, every, everything else I've seen John Lithgow do in some way, it, like descends from third rock from the sun. Yeah. It's, it's like, there's elements of that character that, you know what's a, everything a, else he does? a great underrated movie that he's in hmm. is The Manhattan Project. Really? Have you not have you seen this? You've never even heard of it. Well, I know what The Manhattan Project is, but... oh, Well, it's that that's just a play on words. Okay. <laughs> Cuz it's a science a science project that ends up going to uh, a science fair in New York, okay. in Manhattan. And so that's where they get It's a play on words, okay. but but it involves a nuclear bomb that a teenager builds himself. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think I mean John. So it's currently you, on HBO Max streaming. Have you seen? Has 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 your wife made you watch The Crown? Um. Yes. <laughs> so so John John like that first. Oh yeah yeah he's and, he's a uh, Winston uh, Churchill Winston Churchill yeah so good so good yeah so good. <laughs> and then um yeah he's in it for a long time and then when when uh, he finally uh, passes away the mm-hmm. character mm-hmm. as he does in real life. Uh, <laughs> Because he's not still Spoil, alive. Spoiler alert. Well, yeah. Spo- spoiler alert for something you should know. Yeah. Because um, it's history. Uh, and then and then they bring in Gillian Anderson to do Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. Who was amazing. Yeah, I, I stopped watching um, after they the first time they changed all the actors. Mm. You know? Yeah, my I sister had the people, same problem. People like, well, they had to because it jumps forward in time. And it's like, yeah, I, I know. I just don't care. It's a stylistic it's thing that the, the not my problem <laughs> that they they chose to instead yeah. of trying to make the um the actors we had grown to love look older yeah. they just replaced them with people who actually were older yeah and mm. yeah I made the observation that the and I still don't don't know what her name is but the actress who played Margaret yeah young Margaret mm-hmm. was so good so good mm-hmm. that I didn't care that they replaced her with. The amazing actress whose name I can't think of, Helena Bonham Carter. It's like ah. three names, three names, three yeah. names. <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter. Everybody loves to watch her. Like and she's missed British almost... history movies, period pieces. You know, yeah, she's done all that stuff. She's yeah. and she's great, and she's married to Tim Burton. I mean, what was like, your what was your first, how cool is she? What was your first <laughs> Helena? Bonham, Are they still married? <laughs> what was your first Helena Bonham Carter? Because for me, it was Fight Club. Oh, way before that, really? Yeah, yeah. for me, it, it was Fight Club for me. Yeah, I'm sure I had a, a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Early on, who made me watch one of those uh, view through a window or mm. from a room or something yeah. movies, whatever yeah. bonnet movies, bonnet. Oh yeah, somebody's wearing a bonnet. Movies somewhere. in which people wear bonnets. Yeah, yeah. So there's at least one person wearing a bonnet. <laughs> at least one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I suffered through uh, the entire uh, uh, Anne of Green Gables miniseries, the original one. Really? From like the 80s because it had one of the kids in the hall in it. Which one? 
uh, the little guy, Bruce. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I found out he was in it, and I'm like, oh, I have to watch this. And I'm like, wait a minute, it's a miniseries? Isn't wait a minute, where is he? He was in it for like two, he had two lines in like one episode. Isn't Kids in the Hall coming back? Uh, I, uh, or did it already? Oh, man. COVID's really screwed everything up, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think you're right. I think I, I did remember hearing I've that. heard something about that, Kids in the Hall coming back. Because I feel like none of those guys are really doing much. Well, you see Dave Foley around here and there. You here see there. Kevin McDonald around here and yeah, there. Yeah. Here um, there. Who's the, the, real, the, the tall guy? Uh, Mark McKinney. Mm-hmm. You see him around. Yeah. Um, the other two you don't see, though. Bruce McCullough directs. He directed a bunch of episodes of Shit's Creek. I remember oh, seeing really? his, his name in, in okay. the credits there. Okay. But Scott Thompson, I don't know what the heck he's doing. Yeah. He had uh, like uh, some kind of cancer or uh, uh, one of them like lymphoma type yeah. Hodgkin's disease things and and survived. You heard it here first, episode 435. If Kids in the Hall isn't coming back, and it needs to come back. Get the band back together. IMDb. TV series 1988 to 2021. Hey, yeah, there we go. Uh, here we go. Kids in the Hall to return to Amazon with new episodes. But this is a uh, this is from March 5th, 2020. So what do you, what do one you, week before. <laughs> what do you What do you guess it is? What do you and I have a th- I have a theory about this, but what do you guess it is that makes the streaming networks so much more willing to take it to take a chance to like bring something back that may or may not work to like take it then like say. The, the the TV networks, the TV channels, because I it, because clearly the streaming networks are more willing to like, yeah, sure, we'll produce that, yeah, I think, we'll do that. I think it's a it's a economies of scale thing. There are so many different platforms. Mm-hmm. Somebody's gonna do it. We may as well be the ones. They're just fighting for content. They're just fighting they're just for like, content. Yeah, hmm. that's my that's my first guess. Hmm. That, that's the, I think that's got to be an element for sure. I think it's also just the fact when you're dealing with a TV network, there's only so many time slots. And so you're, you're fighting over time slots. Whereas if you have a streaming network, you can put out 10 shows in one right. day. It doesn't exactly. matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. There's no time slots. Just, just upload it. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different thing. You know? There's no competition there. There's no like, well, if this doesn't do so well, we could have put something else in this place that would have done better. Or you could do them both. Put them exactly. Both yeah. You know? I think that's what it is. I think it's a time slot thing. That's my theory. It's, it's, the outlook is completely different. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah, I don't think anybody's thinking this, the way they were 20 years ago. Yeah. About television. Yeah. Unless unless you're still in television. This is uh, the most recent thing, and wow, some of them look old. Um, they all have their hair, though, mostly. Kevin McDonald has somewhat of a six head going yeah. on there. Yeah. May 29th this year, they have started production. So probably gotcha. late, later than they anticipated. You know, Jackass is coming back too. There's, a, they're, 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 I never watched that. They're working on Jackass Four. Yeah. Now. Oh, speaking of uh, of Jackass. Yeah. Did you hear about what happened here lo- locally? Sort of a thing that happened on I-16 between Macon and Savannah, where a dump truck. You know those big giant oh, dump I heard, trucks. I heard, I heard I-16. The ones got shut that down for a the while, ones yeah. that uh, the dump truck. Yeah. On the like on the the bed yeah like it actually lifts up so it dumps the ones mm-hmm. that actually dump right mm-hmm. like but the big long ones right the big industrial commercial long dump trucks like apparently it lifted up while it was driving <laughs> yeah and hit a bridge overpass 
I saw a picture of that. Like, the whole bridge shifted, like, five feet. Six feet, yeah. Here, yeah. I've got the photo here for you to see in case you, you didn't. The whole bridge is just off. <laughs> but that's the... But there, you can see. Wow. It's uh, It was full of, like, giant monster truck tires. Oh, so it's not even, like, dirt or anything. It's, like, tires flying out everywhere. Wow. Look. <laughs> And like so like is, big bulldozer tires so or dump truck tires. Is the front of the truck just like on its two back wheels? Or no, I think the truck is gone. I think it's separated. That's oh, just oh, that's just the dump truck. That's part. just the dump part. Wow! <laughs> like the truck must have kept driving. That's wild. So I mean, I, I guess we'll put the we can but we can link to this. We'll link it, to this. But imagine but the whole the whole picture is you just know like a two lane highway yeah. on, on a a bridge over an interstate. Yeah. You know and how those you, are constructed. You can't just let people drive under that bridge because the one of the whole pavers of the bridge is just disconnected and at an angle. Wow. Yeah. So that was like Thursday night, uh-huh. and then I saw this story and yesterday. For, and for those for those not in in Georgia, I mean, I sixteen is is um it's pretty much the it's, only it's, way to it's, get. It's the way you get from the coastal area where Savannah, Georgia, is to anywhere else to in Georgia. Any, anywhere else in Georgia, it, it connects directly to a town called Macon, and from Macon, you either go west out to Alabama or north into Atlanta. And so, all of the traffic, for instance, um, if you look at all the uh, that long line of, of, of traffic that's backed up, it's mostly um, tractor, tra- tractor trailers mm-hmm. because this is the highway that takes all of the goods that come into the port of Savannah, yep, up through Atlanta and up to the rest of the southeast, yep. So it's mostly trucks. All those containers that and are that's, getting that's completely blocked up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm. I mean, well, there's I'm there's no that. good detours around this area. It's all tiny towns, little <laughs> communities, not major not major roads. I mean, there's no good ways around any part of I-16. Yeah, drivers should expect to add at least ninety minutes to their drive to get through the thirteen mile detour. Oh, I sixteen is already such a miserable stretch of road. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're going to Savannah, your reward for not killing yourself. On any part of I sixteen is that you get to be in Savannah. That's your reward for yeah. survive. There's nothing to look at on I sixteen. There's no di- there's there's no towns. There's no buildings. It's all just trees. Nothing. No billboards. No nothing. Yeah. And if you can make it through I sixteen without putting a bullet in your head, then you get to be in Savannah. Does the driver reportedly survive the wreck? It is still unclear why the back of his truck was in the up position. This just in. All lanes of I-16 reopened days ahead of schedule. They've already fixed it. You know how they fixed it? They just knocked the bridge down. They just tore it down. <laughs> yeah, here. So much for this bridge. Um, they just yeah, they, they just, just, took, just, they tore just it down. took it down. Well, what else are you gonna do? You can, are you gonna duct tape it back together? I would think you would just you know get another dump truck and and drive um in the backwards and, and, the, and, 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 and smack it back Not- into place. It's like when the fighter throws his shoulder into the corner and knock his shoulder back exactly. in place. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but you're still going to have to have surgery, man. Like, you're still going to need to get that looked at. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yep. And then... Yeah, how about some science news? Science? Since we've done everything but... Science news? Yeah. So, um, researchers uh, recorded the uh, carbon dioxide emissions of 167 cities and determined that just 25 quote mega cities produce 52% of greenhouse gas emissions. Guess where 23 of those 25 mega cities are? I want to say China. Do you? Yeah. You should go ahead and say it. I'm going to say China. Hey, it's China. (laughs) I feel like most, especially, 
especially in America, because you hear so like so much crap about America and the environment. You think, oh, it's got to be America. We got St. Louis, and we mm-hmm. got we got all these. You know, we got Seattle and Atlanta. We got all these cities, but like, there's so many more cities in China, mm-hmm. and there's there are bigger cities. And China does not care one bit about the environmental oh, lobby. No, no well, they apparently, don't care at all. Apparently, you know why all the plastic ends up in the ocean? China. It, but but it's it it's not just their plastic, it's everyone's plastic, mm-hmm. because apparently they recycle the plastic. Ah, I see. So everybody ships their plastic over there, and, and then they just dump it, it in the ocean. There. Yeah, yeah. I got into that debate recently with um. I got really I got really in my head about it because I I had my girlfriend in the car and she had she had a cup like a Tervis cup like this and she had one of those metal straws Tervis. Yeah, yeah, they call this um. Look at the bottom; these are these type of cups called Tervis cups. Okay, um, that is like a Yeti, but plastic. Um, yeah, I think this this pre this type of cup predates Yeti. Um, but oh, I love my Yeti, especially for cold beverages. Mm. Oh man, does it hold on to the cold? Yeah, put some ice cubes in that; they're still there at the end of the day. But she had a metal one of those metal straws in it, and I was kind of oh. I, I was giving her <laughs> crap about it, and I was like, you know, if you use a plastic straw, you don't have to wash it; just throw it away. Mm-hmm. Go with it. Grab another one. and she's like this is better for the environment and that plastic doesn't end up in the ocean because it goes in the landfill here i know it doesn't get shipped to china she was like it's better for the environment canon i was like it does your straw doesn't matter you're not doing just all the effort you're putting in to wash this straw every time you use it just just box of plastic straws and you're done you can save so much time Mm -hmm. and it doesn't it doesn't doesn't matter to the ocean at all i was explaining to her i was like the reason people think that straws in the ocean are a problem is because there's one picture of a sea turtle uh-huh. With a little bit of straw sticking out of his mouth, and they put that same picture of that same sea turtle in every article about straws in the ocean. And the reason people started talking about straws in the ocean is there's like an eight-year-old, or an, it's either an eight-year-old or an eighth grader. Oh, was doing a sci- like a science was doing a science project. Uh huh. Yeah. And for the science project, this kid called like three manufacturers of plastic straws and asked, like, how many straws do you manufacture a day? And then added all that up and was like, 500 million straws end up in the ocean every day. And then CNN put this eight-year-old on television talking about this quote-unquote research that he did. The, yeah. And then <laughs> calling three, and then it, it, three it, it snowballed and turned into all these articles I, I about, did hear something about, about, this. about straws in the ocean. And then cities start banning plastic straws. And if you dig into all these articles... It all goes back to this eight-year-old calling these three straw manufacturers. So no one knows yeah. if plastic straws end up in the ocean or not. And if you really do the research, all the ocean plastic comes from China and India. Yeah, Less than 2% of it even comes from North America. Because we have landfills we dump all that stuff in. But so we were when we were in the car, and I'm explaining all this to her, I'm like, you know, being, being the, the most toxic boyfriend of all time. Explaining <laughs> all this to her. But we're on our, we're, we're on our way... To this, one of these, you know, one of these boyfriend things you got to go to. It's like some, <laughs> so you, you know, some couple you're friends with had a kid and then you got to go, you know, come meet the baby or one of these things, you know. That, you gotta see the baby. One of the, like, you, yeah. like, if you're not somebody's boyfriend, you don't go to any of these things, you know. So, and we get there and there's two, there's two girls that we know there. And she mentions to him about, I was giving her a crap about the metal straw. And both of them are like, but you're killing sea life. And so I start telling them, no, there's one picture of one sea turtle. And by yeah. now I'm like, 
I've already been into it, so now I'm like exacerbated by it. And I'm like, there's one sea turtle with a straw right there. <laughs> they put the same picture in every article. So I don't sound intelligent about this at all. You're just <laughs> right? ranting now. Don't sound intelligent at all. <laughs> and I got annoyed because these two girls are giving me that look they give you where they're like, they're like, you're not very smart, are you? <laughs> kind of look. And I was frustrated because like, I'm right. I've done the research. I'm right on this one. <laughs> And I got so flustered about it. When we got back to my place after, I pulled up all the all the articles, and I was like, see? And I started quoting to her, less than 2% of ocean plastic. And she finally walks over and sits down in front of my desk, and she's like, okay. She's like, what is your point? And I was like, the metal straws are dumb. And she was like, okay, well, my roommate does all the dishwashing, so it doesn't matter to me that much. And I was like... That's fair. Because <laughs> that's where it all started. You don't want to have to wash that. I know, I know, I yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> but no, man, like, ocean plastic, it's not, it's not America's problem. It's really not. And if you really look into it, like, we could pretty much fit all of our, like, if you measure how much trash we produce in a day as a country and extrapolate that out for, like, 100 years, we could fit all of that in, like, one moderately sized landfill in like Nevada or somewhere like some part of Nevada or Colorado no one goes to. Yeah. It would like cubically, it would all fit in one good land. Like we're fine. It's going to be fine. <laughs> and P pe- and you know, landfill people need jobs too. That's right. You know, I don't know. And all the truckers that truck the garbage to the landfill. Yeah. Yeah. All that. I mean, and if you really get it, like most of what we think we're recycling is not recyclable in the first place. It's like, it burns so much, it burns so much more carbon dioxide like the the recycling processes like sure. like uses so many more fossil fuels than just making more plastic in the first place. Yeah. Well, with glass, it's uh it's become uh not financially yeah. doable yeah, like to back, recycle like, it anymore. Back in the 90s, all these different like small towns and little cities passed these like recycling ordinances um because Captain Planet was on TV mm-hmm. and everybody was demanding <laughs> it, you know. <laughs> And now, like, finally, like, 20, 30 years later, they're all going back and they're like, this is nonsense. We're, we should not be enforcing recycling of these types of materials because it uses way more resources to do that. So they're repealing all these recycling ordinances now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so speaking of uh, of uh, fake disasters, yeah. um, you mentioned the last time you were here that you had just watched the movie 2012. And it, it had been on TV, yeah. Yeah, it had been on TV, and you watched it, and mm-hmm. you said that, uh, I believe the quote was, it is a perfectly serviceable disaster movie. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfectly, it's perfect. It's it's like really, 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 really okay. Yep. It's like as okay as a movie can get without being good. <laughs> it's like super, super okay. I watched it uh, over uh, the last three days, because yeah? it's, it's two hours and 40 minutes long. Good night, yeah. <laughs> But it was on... And then um, China's the big hero at the end. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you brought that up because that really drives me nuts about the movie The Martian. I love The Martian, but yeah. I hate that they put that... China's the big hero? Yeah, because clearly China paid for that to be in the movie. Yeah. Now that we know how all of that stuff in Hollywood and politics and China works now, it was, it was where like, they just buy every all of their positive press isn't like south park the only show out there that's willing to like to, to I think make so. fun of yeah. china just about yeah. yeah sports do it like the yep. nba got caught doing that a john, year ago john so. cena cowed out of china recently oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah what what's mm-hmm. I, I i thought of you when that I, when oh, that happened man yeah that was rough that was rough i was like oh michael's gotta be 
losing his lid over this. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? He, he, he tapped out to the Chinese Communist Party. What can you do? <laughs> Stop watching him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, he's, he's not at, he, he's about to come back. It'd be interesting to see how that goes. He's about to. Well, he's got his acting career now. He's got to come back. He, he's about to come back to, to wrestling in the next few months. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Isn't yeah. he co-hosting some kind of uh, obstacle course game show? Yeah, he does that. Um, he does that, and there's the Fast and the Furious thing, and he's in Suicide, the next Suicide Squad, and um, so he's easy in some. Did he replace that guy that blew himself up in Fast and Furious? Who blew himself up? I don't know the guy who was in the first like five or six movies. Oh, Paul Walker. Then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his oh, name. um, no, he plays um, Vin Diesel's character's brother, long lost brother. That makes sense because they're kind of both the same size and shape. Well, they're but they're both jacked, so yeah. Yeah, lantern jaw. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I don't even know if that's out yet, but Neanderthal forehead thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Steroids. Sorry, what did I say? Um, (laughs) but uh, yeah, no, the 2012 movie. Yeah, (laughs) you nailed it. It's like super okay. It's super okay. Yeah, yeah. The best part of it actually is, uh, and you you mentioned this is the writing regarding the reason why the the world is ending. Yeah. That's literally the best part. Of, well, okay. That's the best part of the script. The best part of the movie is of course the visual effects. Yeah. Um which are really and, and, good. And, and and John <laughs> John Cusack and the constant shots of like driving the limo or in the plane. He's got to look in the face of like we might crash. Ah! And then they survive. You know? <laughs> oh, what gets me is, and it happens at least a dozen times. Yeah. Like somebody's running away from a crack that's forming in the ground, and they get in their car and they start driving away from a much bigger chasm that's growing in the ground, and it's following them. Yeah. And it's always right behind the car. Yeah. And then they drive to an airport and get in an airplane, and the airplane starts going down the runway, and the huge canyon that's forming yeah. where all the ground is collapsing is right behind the airplane, all the way up until it gets to the end of the runway but they're not they don't have enough speed but the ground has collapsed at the front of the runway so the plane goes through down into the canyon and picks up speed as it's falling and then Mm -hmm. starts flying and they pull up and they get away and then whatever it is that's causing the giant canyon that like 12 times and then that's the movie (laughs) they they do that sequence multiple times yeah and you're like come on they do it they do it while he's in a limo they do it while he's driving an rv they do it in a plane they do it in- <laughs> well he like runs to the rv and gets in the rv and then drives away yeah. and gets into the plane it runs runs to the plane which is already pulling away because they thought that he died yeah. and then he gets in the plane and the plane falls off the ed- you know the end yeah. of the runway and then pulls up and then the 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 uh the giant super volcano explodes right. And there's a huge explosion coming toward them that completely swallows the plane at one point, but then magically the plane goes poof out of it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're fine. Yeah. And that happens literally. <laughs> yeah. And one of the best parts of the movie is it is it, it Woody, over and over and it, over it's, again. It's, it's Woody Harrelson that gives you all the exposition. It's like Woody Harrelson in the woods ranting it, tells you, you what's going to go on. You first hear him on the radio and you're right. like, is that is that Woody, Woody Harrelson? Harrelson? <laughs> and then you get out to his to his like campsite in the woods and he's. He, he just he just tells you exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> and the only thing he gets wrong is what type of ship they're getting on. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, man. What a what a very very okay movie. Mm-hmm. Just super okay. I'm glad I watched it though, and I thought that it was hilarious that I was flipping through Netflix looking yeah. for something to to kill some time on, and I settled on that, and I decided because I had seen it repeatedly. 
yeah. lately, and I skipped past it because I knew how long it was. And I was yeah. like, uh. And finally, I was like, you know what? I'll just watch it in chunks. Who cares? There you go. And I hit play, and I started watching it, and I was like 30 seconds into it, and I realized, Michael's on the show this weekend. <laughs> I get to talk to him about this. Yeah. <laughs> totally unplanned. Man. I'm like, that was literally the last time you were here that we talked about that. I, th- I think you're right. Yeah. Honestly, the way things have gone since 2012, maybe the world did end in 2012. <laughs> it's like, it's and like we're, we're all just living in a simulation. Well, we're like on Lost. Like, we don't realize the world has ended yet. We're just kind of going through the motions. Yeah. That was like the last season. We're all dead, but we don't realize it. But. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, somebody just told me that uh, they're watching, rewatching Lost. And so that's. Oh, wow. I've had to put that on my. Gosh. Yeah, I don't know when I'm going to squeeze that in. Do you know how they convinced the studio to like to like greenlight Lost? No. When they when they pitched them Lost, they told them it was going to be aliens. What? I swear to God, when they pitched the studio on Lost, they were like, "We're gonna." And they explained like, it's going to be this big mystery, and they're going to be on this island, and in the end, we're going to reveal it's aliens. The studio's like, "That sounds great," and then they start making the show, and the show gets popular, and they're like, "By the way, there's." There were never going to be. There were never. In fact, like, we well, have no idea what the ending. We have is. no idea what we're doing. And the show. Well, the show's popular. Keep making it. <laughs> yeah. They're like the studio's never going to go over this. Let's just tell them it's aliens. They should That's have made literally it, what they did. They should have made it aliens instead of making putting them all in uh, in some sort of uh, afterlife limbo, which they specifically said they weren't going to do. Yeah. <laughs> and then did anyway. Gosh. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know if you're watching Loki or not, but it's nice to see the black smoke monster getting work again. Smoke monsters and Loki, huh? Yeah, yeah, you'll see Black Smoke Monster and Loki. No, I won't. <laughs> I gave up on all the Mar- Marvel stuff. It's there's just too much of it. Well, give it like nine years, like 2012. You'll be flipping past it on Netflix. Maybe uh, let me give it a shot. Maybe. Oh my god! No, but there was. Oh my there god! Was, that's, that's Black Smoke Monster. I remember that. There was this big build up to the final two movies, mm-hmm. whatever those were called: Endgame and Infinity Endgame Two, War and Endgame, <laughs> Endgame and Endgame Two. Like I said, and. <laughs> And it was I for a while I w- I was toying with the idea of getting caught up mm-hmm. and then I realized how much I had left to watch and, and I gave up. How much can you possibly have left to watch? A lot. I've only seen one and a half Iron Men. Well, just watch it. Take it a movie at a time. You're gonna watch at least twenty more movies in your lifetime. Just slot them in. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want them all to be Marvel movies. Well, if you're gonna be that particular about it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So what you got there? You printed something out. Well, so, you know, like like we talked about, so... Look at you going analog. I, I often come in here with things printed out. That's true, you do. Um, I'm, do I'm doing my... You've, Rush, br- you've I'm, brought things. I'm doing my Rush Limbaugh thing with my stack of stuff and holding <laughs> pages in my formerly nicotine-stained fingers. Are they formerly nicotine-stained? No, but okay. future nicotine-stained, I don't know. Um, so I've been... I, I was in this discussion with... Um, with Banu recently um, about, you know, she, English is not her first language. Um, English, she went to school in a school that's taught in English. I mean, she's, she's very good with English, um, but she doesn't speak it um, natively. She speaks a language called Tamil um, that, I, that I occasionally will butcher some phrases from to, okay. to, to impress her. Where, where, where is Tamil spoken? Uh, the southern tip of India. Oh, and it's, and, it, and it's an ancient the, language. The, the pointy bit down here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kanye Kumari down there. On the I side. don't know what happened to my speaking of 2012, yeah. which is what that's what started the conversation last yeah. time. Is I, I don't know where my uh, my earthquakes went gotcha. on, on Earth desk. Well, maybe they're yeah. done. 
No, I think I think my uh, one year subscription. I got you. Came up. But yeah, the southern tip of India. So it's, it's called different things. It's um, Tamil Nadu is the district, and the the, the tip is called like Kanyakumari. It's where three different oceans meet, like the Bay of Bengal, the Indian Ocean, and um, the whatever this one is arabian sea that sounds right i think i think so because it's right off the arabian peninsula um and it's a very it's an ancient language it's, it's one of the oldest languages that's still spoken but um so occasionally we'll get into you know just conversation about english and 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 ways of saying things and she um recently we were having this discussion where i was uh, she she kind of made this point that like you know no this email has to be kind like no, it has to be polite. It does not have to be kind. And she was like, she was like, that's the same thing. And I was like, oh, sweet summer child. No, it is not. <laughs> so we're talking about very narrow idiosyncrasies of yeah. language. And I was, I was trying to like, no, meaning. something, something can be very polite, and and it can be kind, but it can be very mean mm-hmm. and still very polite. And then something can be kind, but impolite. It can be, you know, it's not necessarily the same thing. And so recently she had a, a dispute with a work colleague. She had a work colleague that was very disrespectful to her. And I, I kind of encouraged her to report it and to, you know, she works for an, an Indian IT company and she felt like, well, these things don't really go anywhere. And I was like, well, you should do it anyway. You should, I, just because it doesn't go anywhere doesn't mean it's not worth doing. Right. And sticking at le- up for at least, and, at least there's a record of it. You know, and so she, and I told her, you write an email and then you give it to me and I'll edit it. And I'll make sure it sounds very professional and very, you know, um, very um, polite, and but very not kind wise. But you, know, you <laughs> let me do that. And so polite, but not kind. Yeah. 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 Um, and so she did that. And I sent her one back and she was, you know, and she told me she was so impressed with how it sounded and all that. And so I started sharing other emails I've written in my in my job with her over different <laughs> different awkward situations and i was saying like see what i'm talking and, and that's kind of finally i was like do you see what i'm saying here like it can be polite but not kind she and she kind of she understood it then but she didn't just it's like you know there's layers of idiosyncrasies with language that you know that that there that might might it might fly kind of past her you know because she has a different relationship with the english language than i do you know and so i started digging up some of these old emails and i thought it'd be fun to i thought it'd be fun to Share them because I, I I love when you can when you can write something that clearly says f you without it, it doesn't say f you you know yeah. what I mean like, right so this is the polite oldest. and unkind yeah so I'm in <laughs> I'm I'm the job I'm in now I started it in twenty eight the summer of twenty eighteen and this was the first angry email I got from so what I do I do um I do insurance auditing and. I got to do. I got to get payroll. I got to get a lot of sorts of payroll and financial records from companies and write up a report on them. And um, so this is a guy. Insur- what kind of insurance? Uh, work comp, general liability, things like that. Sometimes garage policies. I don't deal with anything that like if you don't own a business, you don't deal with the kind of stuff that I deal with. You know, it's not like personal. What is a garage stuff. policy? Uh, it has to do with um, companies where I have a lot of vehicles. Okay. Um. So this is this is the car and renters or homeowners insurance that businesses have not really it's more about um if people get injured or if well if, yeah or if you hurt someone else and you're liable right for but it. it's it's the insurance you have to buy as a business yeah it's yeah it's, it's those types of, of insurance it's a lot of business to business stuff that i'm dealing with yeah yeah, yeah yeah um and so the and so the people that i'm dealing with they're not even clients of ours they're like the customers of our customer so i have to like if i tick them off they might get mad at my client yeah so like you got to kind of smooth everything over with everybody sometimes so you you work with uh like operations 
people at businesses and maybe possibly attorneys? No, um, more like the bookkeepers and the admin staff and occasionally the, the actual corporate officers. So, for instance, like okay. the, the, the guy, the, the C suite, the the guy, and, the, uh, the guy, the guy that I'm having and this, accountants and stuff. The guy that I'm having this email exchange with, his last name is in the company name. Okay. All right. Okay. Just to so give you some context, there. you're dealing with uh, corporate. Here's the th- here's corporate. the thing. Here's the thing. I deal with everything from a one person company to a company with like mm-hmm. hundreds mm-hmm. and hundreds of employees. It, was, it runs the gamut. So, if this was the office, you're dealing with the people in in the New York headquarters like mike like uh, david be. wallace i could be yeah. and and the accounting staff there you're not dealing with michael scott and angela and kevin and oscar yeah it just depends but you could be here's the thing no one listening to this podcast has ever heard of what i do okay and it's not fun to talk about either <laughs> okay well let's move on to the emails <laughs> <laughs> so the situation with this guy this is the situation with this guy um he sent me this email um, a couple weeks after our last correspondence, he said, hi, Michael. He calls me Michael. Hi, Michael. I replied to your request for documents 12 days ago. And then he puts 12 in parentheses, like the number. He spells out, he spells 12, out 12 and then puts, and then 12, puts in 12 in parentheses. That's, kind of, a 12 dick. In parentheses. That's kind of a dick move. 12. Count them. 12 mm-hmm. days ago. I kindly requested, it was not kind, but I kindly requested acknowledgement of receipt of our email and a copy of your audit report, which I'm not legally able to provide him with. So th- this is a good example of a kind, uh, a, a polite but unkind yeah. letter that you received. Exactly. I don't even know how polite it is, honestly. There it's has not just, there, there it's has, barely surface polite. Yeah. yeah. There has not been any communication on your part. Highly unprofessional. Your document request required tremendous use of our company resources to complete. It did not. That's an exaggeration. (laughs) At the very least, you could let us know you received our package. Please reply. Yeah, that's not even that polite. Yeah, and then he signed it best regards. I feel like I'm not getting his best regards. It it started out fake polite, and then then it was abandoned quickly. And I'm going to shoot it straight. In the work that I do, 12 days is not. It's not a big deal. It's just not. <laughs> I juggled. <laughs> I juggled up to two hundred of these things at one time. All yeah. right, twelve days is nothing. Anyway, um, so I, I, and he, and he copied two people from his his insurance agency's office. So he's like putting me on blast now. <laughs> <laughs> Another dick. And here, and here, this is the situation. Is is in between September eighth and September twentieth. There was twelve days. Yeah. Put my mom in the ICU. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. We had to put mom in the ICU. So there's a lot going on. And so I wrote back. Um, I'm not going to say his name, but I said, hey, name. I apologize for the delay and for my lack of communication. I agree that it is highly unprofessional. Hmm. On September 8th, I had to put a family member in the ICU, and I have been playing catch up ever since. I also apologize for lacking the diligence to at least respond and confirm that I have received all of the necessary information to complete your audit. Tonight, I have moved your audit to the top of my stack, completed the audit report, and forwarded my draft to the reviewer with a priority note to immediately process process and submit to your carrier. I apologize again for allowing my personal circumstances to cause a delay and a lack of communication in the handling of this audit report for you and your company. I will endeavor in the future to match the professionalism that your preparation for this audit 
and your prior email clearly <laughs> demonstrates. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty much the only way you can respond to, to his email. Very over the top. Uh-huh. You know? I'm sorry that my dying mother yeah. caused you to wait an extra couple of days. <laughs> I will be sure and let mom die on the couch in the living room to be sure you get an email response. <laughs> We're unplugging her life support now yeah, so I that I make sure that I have enough electricity to type this email yeah, and process all of your documents digitally. This is one that I'm really proud of because this one I actually sent to my boss and he was like, you did a great job with this one. <laughs> <laughs> and th- here's the situation. This was um, this was last March. So this was like right at the beginning of the pandemic. This is right at the beginning of everything shutting down. And this is an audit that I've got to complete on a, a restaurant chain. They've got like six or seven restaurants. And so very difficult time for restaurants. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, legitimately. And so what I'm doing here, what I was told to do is like, hey, go around everything in your inventory, figure out what you can complete. So normally we're supposed to go out and meet with people. We're, we're required to. I got right. I'm required to make a visit. Around March last year, they said, look, anything you can handle over email, just go ahead and do it. And then we'll figure it out later. And so I'm just going around and I'm just saying, hey, with everything that's going on, if it's are you able to complete this virtually or do we need to just push this off to some point in the future? You tell me. Right. right. Because at that point, yeah, you actually weren't going out. Yeah. But then later on you, you, you started might. getting tested twice a week and so, I'm, so I'm, so I'm, I'm emailing with this guy named, I'll say his name is Dale. His name is Dale. It was a contact name they put on the paperwork. Um, and so I, I sent him out an email and, um, originally at the beginning of the month, I was trying to schedule an appointment with him. And then towards the end of the month, um, I wrote him back and I was like, I actually told him like, everything's been a little fluid since, you know, since we talked last week, you know, um, and I'm telling I'm telling him, you know, can you look at this list of documents that we're going to need to complete this audit? You tell me, can we email this back and forth or do we need to just push this whole thing off in the future? You tell me. And then he asks, you know, he asked for a little more detail and I send him, there's like seven company names listed here. So it's like seven different restaurants. I send him the list. And then he's emailing back. He's like, he's like, that is a, he's like, that's going to be a lot of information. He's like, let me get back to the office and see what, you know, see what I've got. I was like, okay, that's fair. And I'm still like, if you tell me we can't do this and we won't do it, you tell me. I yeah. understand a lot going on with restaurants. So Dale uh, copies um, his business partner um, who we're just going to call Will. And so Will gets ticked off that I'm even having this conversation. Yes. <laughs> And emails me and copies Dale and again, a few people from his insurance agency putting me on blast. And this is an example of a rude and impolite email. That, that's what I don't understand is like the people who are, you know, the, the only reason to copy in your, your superior, right. your, your people, yeah. put, put somebody else on blast right. like this is to cover your own ass, right. but they do it and then they're then, and they're then they're jerks yeah in the email like so i don't is, get that like right. I, you do one or the other this is it's like 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 i took out this policy for you right like, you know what i mean but anyway he um so will wrote me um michael are you aware that there is a global <laughs> pandemic going on yeah are it's you, never are, good if it starts are you aware are you aware that we operate restaurants and our company is under a government shutdown are you aware that we have laid off 100% of our employees and are currently out of business? If they, how, would I, how would I be aware of that? 
How is he even responding from his work email if he's out of business? Are you aware that this company was only open for 90 days before we shut it down over a year ago? Are you aware of any of this? Is this really the time to be trying huh. to audit us with three, ex- with three question marks? Is anything in all caps yet? We're getting there. Okay. Maybe you should think about this. Maybe you should think about this and talk to us again when and if we reopen Wait, for did business. did he repeat the maybe you should think about this? No, he just said maybe you should think about this okay. and talk to us again when and if we reopen for business. And then he goes, SMH. And then signed his name. Shaking my head. And then I love at the bottom. Wow. At, at the bottom is one of those sent from my iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you think he was just yelling that into Siri? Yeah, I know. I know. And so, <laughs> and so I, I, I gathered myself. I wrote this. I sent this, I sent this reply email an hour and 20 minutes later. <laughs> and I wrote back and I said, um, took some time yeah. to cool down. I wrote, I wrote that. I said, um, well, I'm not, I'm not hot at all. I'm just like, how do I tell this guy off without telling him off? Right. So uh, I wrote him back. I said, um, I will. Is he? Not hey, but hi. Will or hi William? Will. Uh, just say Will. Okay. Well, I mean, I, so I'm, I'm changing names. To okay. The okay. Answer, but hi, Will. Respectfully, I have applied no pressure in my messages to, to, uh, to Dale. My original email to him was sent the morning before the president spoke from the Oval Office. And things started to change very rapidly after that. When he responded more than a week later, I advised him that due to the global pandemic, I was not allowed to meet with him. However, I was asked to determine which audits I could complete virtually and which would need to be pushed off. He asked which locations were included, and I gave him what information I had, and asked him if that helped determine whether or not we could proceed. I can assure you that no. I'm not aware of any specifics related to your business or your current challenges. What I'm aware of is there was a policy in effect from this date until this date, and that Dale is listed as the contact person. I appreciate you providing the context I need to determine that we are not going to be able to proceed for the time being. (laughs) I hope that you are able to reopen and return to normal operations in the near future. (laughs) <laughs> that was very restrained and, and so <laughs> and so and so then i um and so i forwarded all this to my boss and i was like hey i'm just you know once you know this happened i'm gonna go ahead and return this one back to the to the client um and he he wrote back uh this was well handled he was like document your notes and i'm gonna reach out to to the carrier to see how they want us to deal with this one and then like 10 minutes later he responds again he was like yeah, I just reread it and never mind. Just go ahead and close it out. We're not going to ask him. Just go ahead and close it out. <laughs> and I wrote back to my boss and I said, like, I feel like I successfully navigated giving a distinct FU impression without saying anything that can't be read in a perfectly professional tone. And I said, I don't know how to monetize this skill, but I may be in the wrong business altogether. <laughs> and my boss, the president of my company, wrote yeah. back, totally agreed as a politician than you. <laughs> from my company ever hears this because that might maybe i get maybe i shouldn't be sharing all this i don't know maybe <laughs> oh man now my now this is the last one here this is my favorite one we don't we don't know what company you work for yeah in fact we um, didn't even know what you did until yeah, 20 minutes it's, ago it's, when you ex- it's, it's, when it's, you attempted to explain it's, it. it's not fun to talk about honestly 
I like I, I meet people and they're like, what do you do for a living? And it's like, dude, I work in insurance. Like, what do you do? It's like, dude, no, no, you don't want to. I was know. like, you got to trust. Me. I don't. It's not fun to talk about. I don't recommend it. I don't recommend you do what I do. Right? It's not interesting. But um, okay. So this situation, this was actually a fun one. I don't mean this to be rude or at all. I don't mean. I mean. To me, I mean this to be. Um, I was hoping this would come across as funny. I was hoping to make this person laugh. Okay, was my goal. But it's it's some it's a coworker. Um, and what it was after I'd been with my company for about a year, um, I so I guess I'm I'm right around three years in my current job now. Wow. 2018, uh, yeah, 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 about summer 2018. So, um, about a year in, I decided I'm gonna ask for a raise. Um, and so oh, I sure, go, yeah. yeah. So I go around to everybody that de- that I that deals with my work at all. See, I'm I'm like a 10.99 kind of situation. Yeah, you've explained that. Uh, so I can work with different companies if I want to, but I just work with this one. And so everybody who's deals with my work, I reached out to them. Um, so the person that handle the, you know, the person that checks on the progress notes and the person that at the office and the people that review my reports and this, that, and the other, I run all of them. And I told, Hey, I've been with the company for about a year. I'd like, you know, if you, I'd, I'd like an evaluation from you of what it's like dealing with my work in any ways you think I can improve. And I'm going to gather all that up and I'm, whatever they tell me, I'm going to fix it. And then I'm going to go to my boss and say, Hey, everybody says I do a good job. Give me a raise. So essentially you're conducting your own review. Yeah, yeah, my, I'm conducting my own employee review. So that <laughs> because I can... you're a 1099 employee and there is nobody to do that for you. Exactly, and I'm doing it because I want to gather feedback that now, I can did, then show my boss and say, hey. Have you done this before at jobs like this? Um, did you have to learn that this is how you do it? No, I did just... Did you just I, make this up Honestly, this just own? this just seemed to make sense to me. Because it totally well, makes... Well, I, I, yeah, it, up, I wore it out of my head and I said, I'm going to ask for a raise. Uh, my boss is going to say, why do you deserve a raise? I should gather information so I, I the four or five people at the company that i deal with you know i asked every one of them yeah and the and the reality is four of everyone but one gave me gave me no negative feedback they said your work is great you're the best one we have there there's nothing i would there's nothing i can suggest that w- would help you improve and the one person that did give you negative feedback did well, this was is, it this legitimate is, negative feedback, or were they like? It's very silly. Was it one of those things it's where very, they were like, "I should, I should think about an area where Michael could improve." It's very well. Here's the thing: it's <laughs> it's very silly. That's the kind of language my company. And you got to understand that the person I'm dealing with here is um, she's wonderful, but she's very um, she's very very detail oriented. Yeah, like if there's if there's an old dusty document from 25 years ago. It was published by you know the the organization that determines um, the 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 thing that just, that determines something in our line of work. Okay, you know, she remembers it. Sure. And in a in, in a conversation, she'll pull it out and say, "Well, twenty five years ago, this dusty document says we do it this way," and she's the only one that remembers it, right? Yeah. But she's got that level of like encyclopedic knowledge. Yeah. yeah. So if she, if she accesses that all the time, why is it dusty? Well, because she's the only one that accesses it, but. <laughs> But the point is that she's she's got an encyclo a superhuman encyclopedic level of knowledge. So sounds like it. Yeah. When you send something in that you think is going to be is going to look really good, she'll come back with like twenty one things that are all like, wow, I did I never would have thought of that. It's a very 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 encyclopedic kind of person, it's, and that's so, her job. Yeah, is to is to catch those little things and she does it to like an olympic gold medal level sounds like right? it yeah. yeah okay so of course so she she's found the one i'm something. expecting 
She, so this, is, this is what she found. Not a surprise Well, the at all. situation was, when I saw this, I thought, I'm going to tell my boss this is the only thing she had on me, and that's going to get me a raise. That's actually going to be a good thing, yes, that she only is. found one thing. This is what it is. She said, um, hi, Mike. Congrats. And, 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 and she, this, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. She says, hi, Mike. Congratulations on your one-year anniversary with the company. I think you are doing a great job and do not recall seeing any consistent errors. Sometimes there are minor things I correct on your work, but overall they look pretty good, which is high praise from her. Mm-hmm. It's really high praise. And in- she said, this is what she came up with. Inconsistent errors. This is what she came up with. what she came up with. One thing you do, which mm-hmm. I correct on every audit, and it's the word correct here. The word correct is what spawned this email that I'm about to respond to her with. Yeah. Is I was like, are you correcting it or are you changing it? Uh-huh. That's two different things. If you're, if you're correcting it, it implies it was wrong. If you're changing it, it implies you just don't like it. <laughs> That's right. two different things, right? And by the way, so my job prior to this job was doing her job. Okay. The work she does for this company is what I did for my old employer, essentially. So yeah. like I've been in her position before. Does, she, I, does she know that? Uh, I, I think so. It, it, it didn't really matter. though. The thing is that I've had to reckon with correct versus change before. Because I've had to ask myself, is it my correcting that or am I just changing it because I'm particular about this one little detail? Mm-hmm. Uh, she There's... said, one thing you do, which I correct on every audit, and I'm curious why you do it. Why haven't you asked? When you enter a street address, you put the abbreviation in all capitals. So for Avenue, instead of capital A, lowercase V-E, period, uh-huh. I say capital A, capital V, capital E. No period. No period. Just okay. capital A V E. Yeah. Capital R, capital D, capital S. So we're capital talking T. about text formatting. Yes. And then she says, really minor thing, but I thought I would mention it simply because I am perplexed why you do that. And I constantly and then very have to kindly, change it on everything. And then very kindly, here's to a successful year and hopefully more to come. Very nice email from her. But I was like, I So just, that is a consistent it's, something. It's consistent. Not error. It's something it's, she's consistently changing. It's a consistent it's, change. It's, I'm going to quibble over whether it's an error or right. not, though. But so she I, said there were no so consistent wrote, errors. So I wrote this. You can see oh the length of this. Oh, my email. God. It's four. <laughs> and the joke is, this is what her return notes to me would look like on, a, on an audit over something small. Is like this level of detail. So, I've so done, you matched I her a, style. I did a bunch of reasons. And this is, I'm hoping... I'm hoping she's going to read it and go, this is what I do, and she'll laugh about it. Wait, this you literally just it. sent this email? Uh, no, I sent this two years ago. Oh, oh okay. This was back, this is, this is oh, what that's my, right. You're one year. Okay. That's what my hope is okay. when I send her this email. So she'll oh, go like, I see. You're, he's like, oh, he's doing what I do, and then laugh about it. You're speaking in the present tense yeah. while telling the story right. in the past. In, I got in it. the moment, that's what I'm hoping for. So. Okay, okay. And I, and I copied the president of the company on this. <laughs> putting So you put, her on, <clears throat> you put her on blast. A little bit, yeah. A little bit, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I said... Um, well, I can't wait. I said, thank you so much for the feedback. I really appreciate everything you do to help me along and point me in the right direction. The subject of proper street abbreviations is actually an interesting topic, oh, as boy. the correct formatting varies from one set of style standards to another. MLA, APA, and Chicago style all tend to differ from one another, as well as from USPS mailing guidelines. There are also distinctions made between what constitutes an address and what is only considered a location. Oh, boy. <laughs> For instance, when there is no zip code present, it's only considered a location, and most style guidelines will defer to the associated press style, wherein each abbreviation is to be written with a period, i.e. ST period, AVE period, BLVD period. However, when a zip code is present, it's considered an address, and no punctuation is to be used in the street line, i.e., 
capital S, lowercase t, Mm -hmm. capital A, lowercase v-e, capital B, lowercase l-v-d, in keeping with USPS standards. However, there's division within editing circles over how capitalization is handled. Back in 1991, the USPS handed down an edict in Postal Addressing Standards that advised that, quote, uppercase letters are preferred on all lines of the address block, end quote. Therefore, documents like this one, and I linked to (laughs) documents like this one, are commonly passed around as references. However, there's confusion as the entire document is written in all capitals, not just the requested abbreviations. There is also another place where standards diverge, as virtually no style guidelines that I'm aware of allow for abbreviating certain street suffixes such as drive, place, or village, whereas the USPS does allow for it. I'm not personally aware of any of any blank or blank systems that deal with our, our line of work. Mm-hmm. Any guidelines referring to the, relating to the abbreviation of street names in, in premium audit reporting. But I'm also not APA or CPCU certified, which are two certifications in our <laughs> line of work. <laughs> I'm also not APA or CPCU certified, so my knowledge may be incomplete on the subject. In practice, I've found that preferences tend to vary widely from one carrier to another carrier and from reviewer to reviewer. Therefore, the reason that I format addresses the way I do is that I find it to be a halfway point between most formal styles and what the, mo- and what the post office advises, as well as being what I personally consider to be aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> and... <then> I- <laughs> <laughs> and then I and I'm throwing in. So I I have my friend Laura that I mention on the show all the time. Um, she writes sci-fi. Yeah. Um, and I I edit it for. Uh huh. So as a freelance science fiction editor, I found that the consensus <laughs> of my- <laughs> wow is that the beginning of a paragraph. No, it's, like, it's the middle of the last paragraph. Oh, okay. As a freelance science fiction editor, I found that the consensus amongst most editing blogs is that there's really no wrong way to format an address, providing there's consistency within the written work. However, because it's something that you're taking time to change on each audit report, I'll certainly try to start making this adjustment myself, because there's no sense in it continuing to take up your time. I really appreciate you letting me know this was an issue, however minor a thing it may be. (laughs) Please continue to let me know if there are any other consistent changes required in my work, as I'm always looking to improve. Nice. <laughs> I did hours of research for this. Wow. I was going to say. Hours of research. All that, uh, those style guides. I yeah. sent this to the boss. I sent this to my mom. I sent this to my <laughs> friends. I, I was so proud of this. And then a week later, I got a raise. <laughs> It worked. Like a 20% raise. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd ask for a 30% so I could get a 20%. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a that's kind of a lot. Um, well, it's an hourly rate, is what yeah. it is. Um, and it was a reason it's it's, it's, it's There it's, are reasons. Sure. Yeah. 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 It's it's I I work on billable hours, so it's a little bit of a different thing than Yeah. Um the rate increased that much. And it was, and it depends on how many hours I bill is the whole thing. So, but anyway, I thought I want this much. So I'm going to ask for this much. <laughs> sure. And it worked. Um, but yeah, so little, little word nerd nonsense here. I just, um, um, it's, it's interesting. The more I, I'm learning a lot about English and the way we talk day to day from just, you know, dealing, dealing with Banu and dealing right. and learning things about her language, things about my language, her culture, my culture. And it's, yeah, it's different you when know. you have to explain the reason why yeah. something language, yeah, languagey is the way it is yeah. in English because English is weird. 
Yeah, it is. Because the rules don't make... It's like three little They languages. don't have it's any like three, internal logic to three them. Three little languages on top of each other's shoulders with a trench coat on. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway... You, send, you learn send... a lot by trying to explain stuff. I have a I have a English as, uh, as a second language uh-huh. uh, coworker. Yeah. And occasionally stuff like this comes up. Yeah. Well, I mean, she speaks five languages. So... Mine... Yeah, mine does too. Yeah. Multiple. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, listeners, send your... Um, send my coworker, your, not my girlfriend, because I'm married. Gotcha. Send yeah. your, send your nice cover. Send listeners, send your unkind, pro, uh, professionally sounding emails to nerdburgershow <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> Please, <laughs> we'll do a whole show on them. Since I could, I couldn't think of any good examples myself. Yeah, my work, my work emails are so boring. Yeah, like a long time ago, I decided that I was going to assume, mm-hmm. although yours. Yeah. The ones that you got from people were very obvious that they were being passive aggressive. Yeah. In some cases, except, except for the just last aggressive. One. The last one was just silly. Well, the last one was fine. It was just yeah. silly. But I, I, you know, even when I get one where it sounds like there might be some attitude in it, I just, I just put it out of my mind. Yeah. I just re- I read the words literally mm-hmm. as they are yeah. and try to get the meaning out of it, yeah. like the factual meaning and like what they're asking of me or you know what they're mm-hmm. requesting or what they're trying to explain and i try to respond in a way that's that can't be read mm-hmm. as emotional or yeah. sarcastic or whatever yeah i've just kind of gotten into into that as a as a rule i am and fa- so therefore my emails are boring that's what i'm trying to well, say I, I am fascinated <laughs> i am fascinated too with like generational differences between i feel like there's 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 more and more savviness with the written language with with you know younger generations yeah. and the older ones currently because we're like the I am generation and it's and it's like we grew up you know writing back and forth or texting back and forth to each other and so you can tell there's something about like a boomer writing <laughs> if it's in like a Facebook comment or a text message or something you can tell like you know if 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 a friend who's my age texts me there's like some personality to the language. Like I can read it as them. Yeah. But like, if like my dad sends me a text or it's an older person, like, you know, leaves a Facebook comment, there's like, there's a savviness to it. That's not there. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's like a boomer way of writing mm-hmm. in that format that I can tell, like you're an older person <laughs> and you didn't, you didn't grow up. You didn't grow up texting back and forth. Like we did. I know, you know? exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I probably do have some emails that would have been decent examples for this, but mm-hmm. they're from before my company was acquired by a larger company. Yeah. And I, I don't know where those emails are now. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> and, and the thing, and the thing is too, like, I mean, I, I, I work for a very, I, I, at the time, at least the company was very small. Yeah. You know, so, um, I, I felt a little more freedom to show a little personality. <laughs> oh yeah. Did. Same, same you know thing I mean? with me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Fun times. Thank you for that. Thanks for listening, audience. And um, we got no... Kevin has been on the still, show. Still no Kevin questions? He did not address your request. Kevin. Uh, from last time. Kevin. He's been on the show as a guest. The but audience is crying out. He hasn't He hasn't emailed. The audience is crying out. At least I, I haven't gotten... For more anything. Kevin questions. They can only come from you, Kevin. Otherwise, they're not Kevin questions. No, I haven't it gotten... Is time, it is time for you to saddle up. We haven't gotten a Kevin question and since... And re- rejoin the fray. February 27th. Kevin! Yeah. It is. What if Kevin has, like... July 17th. What if Kevin has ascended 
And like, there's no more Kevin questions because Kevin now knows all he's gathered enough wisdom, gathered enough insight that now he's sort of like ascended. It's possible. And, and now, now he can see everything at all times. There are no more Kevin questions. He has the answers. Well, he could at least. There are only now Kevin answers. <laughs> wow. Should we be coming up with questions to ask Kevin? Maybe Kevin. Apparently Kevin has no more questions. He knows so much. Mm-hmm. He is in the latest round of scheduling. Help us, Kevin. I, you're our only hope. I have not heard back from him. Uh what happens if I open the email on this computer that while it's recording? I try not to use this computer for anything other than recording. Whole, the whole show's about to cut off. While it's re- <laughs> Never returns. <laughs> oh. Did I? Because uh, I said that and, and, and that I included him in the latest round of scheduling. And now I'm wondering if I did. Because <laughs> that would suck if I did. If I didn't. And I said that I did. Let's see. Yeah, there he is. Hey, it's still recording. <laughs> Good. Uh, how about an on the next episode of Nerdburger? You got one? I, I think so. Oh, great. Okay. These, these were easier because Craig always typed them out before he... <laughs> Just pulling them out of thin air. Yeah, Craig would all of a sudden withdraw from the conversation. And For a while. If, if you tried to talk to him while he was doing it, creative. he would wave you off. He would be like... <laughs> and then you'd hear, you'd hear, you know... Yeah, on the keyboard. Yeah, I I knew to let him work, take over for the next couple of minutes, because <laughs> that was our intro. Well, Michael, thank you. Thanks for having me back, Mike. Always a pleasure. Definitely. Now's the time for uh, you to ask me where they can find us if you are curious. Let's see. I see. Gosh, I keep forgetting all my new duties. Now that's just <laughs> um, Mike. Where can they find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com. Email us, nerdburgershow at protonmail.com or Gmail. That one's still there. Oh, okay. oh protonmail now. Taking the show in a new direction. <laughs> uh, just the Google sucks direction. On the next episode of Nerdburger, the clouds part and descending from on high is the ethereal all-knowing Kevin. <laughs> who proceeds to educate both Mike and Michael on proper street name pronunciations as well as the filmography of the most recent of the most recently passed celebrities pronunciations but not spellings not spelling no that definitely or punctuation or capitalization it's only one episode stay tuned for future episodes <laughs> Where all the isations are covered. Way to land the plane. (laughs) Or way to unstick the giant yellow cable from the huge gears in the door that won't close. There you go. And why can't they start the engines unless the door is closed? That's just a... You'd think someone would would have been able to like push a button and override that. So it's noon here. Yeah. Shouldn't the sun be directly over where we are? And that one makes it noon. Um, See what I'm saying? Well, it, it, uh, yeah, it should be at least not, if not directly over us, uh, on the same line of longitude. Maybe are the vertical ones longitude? Uh, yes, they are. So yeah, it's latitude, flatitude. It's like uh, east of Hispaniola, out yeah. into ocean. It should be like uh, 
I hold you accountable for the position of the sun, Mike. Over southern yeah. Florida or something, or Cuba or whatever by now. I don't know why it's maybe it's maybe it's lagging because I uh, need to type my my new serial number for my new year of data. In. <laughs> it's like a year, but the sun was a year ago. 